What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League Podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Noren. With me is Polly Quistel, a slumbering Polly Quistel, who is... Why are you tired, Polly? I don't know. Probably because it was a long day. Long day? Were you up early and watched that Arsenal-Southampton draw? God, no. God, no. That was too early. I, I, I Honestly, I forgot that that game was even going on. I woke up like at 9-10 and I was like... All right, like we could watch the Merseyside Derby, and then I realized that a game already happened. Yeah, I mean, that was clearly not the main course for a lot of fans here today, Sunday, as we had two you know, high-profile derbies. First, Liverpool-Everton at Anfield. That ended in a 1-1 draw. And then we had the Manchester Derby at Old Trafford, where Manchester City took a 2-1 win. Uh, we're going to start, though, with another derby that took place on Saturday as West Ham beat Chelsea 1-0 after a very nice goal by Marco Arnautovic. Uh, about time that he did something, I guess. Yeah, really. But he's been on, like, a streak where it's like he does something one game and then he does nothing the next game, then he gets hurt, and then he's out for a while, and then he comes back and he does nothing, and then he plays well for a game. So... I wouldn't expect much from him against Arsenal. But this is also the time of the year that Arsenal starts to Arsenal. I mean, it was his first league goal of the season. Well, that's good. At least somebody's scoring goals from West Ham because nobody else does. So, I mean, when you're the record signing, I feel like you should have done a little bit better than that. So Right. Well, yes. But you got to look at the other side. Chelsea didn't even take a shot on target in the second half. Yeah. I mean, what's going on there? This is the second time they've lost an away game to a, a really poor opponent who not only should they beat handily, but an opponent that's in the um, in the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had 19 attempts overall, only two on target, Chelsea. And uh, possession of almost, yeah, 69.3%. Yeah, it just, it, something's going on with them. Because they haven't been playing well at all recently. They haven't had like a big thumping um, of a team. They've, they've been, it just seems like they're just getting by. They drew with Atletico Madrid midweek, last week, am I right? I don't remember on top of my head. Pull it up in a second. Yeah. I mean, if you take a look at it, their defense has really been the thing that's been keeping them up to, you know, towards the upper. They're in third right now. They've only allowed 13 goals in 16 games, which isn't right. bad. They, they did draw against Atletico Madrid. Then they beat Newcastle 3-1. Yeah. But the last time they had a midweek game, it was 1-0 against Swansea. They couldn't attack Liverpool's paltry excuse for a defense. Yeah, they got a 1-1 so. draw there. Yeah, so, things are looking weird at Chelsea right now. I mean, it, it was a good thing, you know, seeing that United lost, it was good for them that Chelsea had lost. So they, you know, United still in second, Chelsea in third, Liverpool I mean, fourth, what, what, what so. difference does it make? What difference does it make? You just got to finish top four. What difference does it make if you finish second, third, or fourth? I know it's not a big because, difference. Because it, it's a little bit I mean, more money. A little bit more money. Yeah, for a team that, because we really need it. I mean, we are bleeding cash. <laughs> Left and right, or Manchester United. You know, maybe the Glazers want a new yacht or something. Yeah, 
right, and if they want a new yacht, they can afford it. Then they cash out a little, so always good to at least get a little bit more money. Uh, so, I mean, a very good result for West Ham. They're still in the relegation zone. They're in 18th now, though. 13 points, same as West Brom, who suffered a one and nothing defeat to Swansea. But more importantly, West, this is the second good game West Ham played in a row. And they had a murderer's row of a schedule. Uh, you know, they played at Man City, then they played home against Chelsea. They played home against Arsenal midweek. Yes. That's a murderer's row of a schedule. They played very well in the first half against Manchester City. They go out there and win this game. So I guess right now, like, if if, if you told a West Ham fan you're going to win one of those games, you're going to lose the other two, they'd sign on the dotted line for that. Oh, absolutely. So I guess I guess you're you're playing with house money now against Arsenal. You are, and the thing is, too, that these are the type of games where they can go out and play without any pressure at all. Because like you said, they are expected to lose all three of these. Right. It, it, it's just... It's a, you're you're getting if you manage to win these games you're getting free points that you wouldn't have expected in the relegation battle. The issue is, I guess, is if you don't get the points that you're not expected to get, you you have to perform then in the relegation six pointers, and that's where they have not performed this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing too. That maybe they can bring you know take some confidence from playing well against the better teams, and then try to translate that when they're up against you know the other teams around them and see if they can sneak their way out of the relegation zone uh, it will it will be interesting though you know what could be possible what could be possible i know that this is going to be like a really out there statement but it could be possible that david moyes knows what he's doing mm, maybe maybe the manchester united job was just too big for him and or cle- job. <laughs> clearly it was. And then, yeah, well, so that team was so bad, though. Yeah, well, now he's got some talent. Yeah. So we'll see if he can uh, make it count here for them. Uh, let's touch upon one more game from this Saturday slate. And uh, that was Spurs whipping Stoke 5-2-1. Harry Kane with a couple of goals. Christian Eriksen had a goal. Young Min Son had a goal. Brian Shawcross had an own goal and a goal. Oh, he had one of those rare ones? Yeah. The, the one double of each. dip? Double dip. So it was, uh, a, it was a much needed win for Spurs. It was a much needed win for Spurs. Um, I didn't see the game because I stupidly on Saturday morning decided to go to the gym like an idiot. Yeah, that was, that was dumb. Who does that? And you know what? I see you. you you're so tired. I've seen you actually made a mistake too on the scoring predictions. Oh, great! What did I do? Uh, Leicester, they did win. Oh, look at that! I got another. Yep. Did they win two 0 No, three to two. Oh right! Oh right! Oh right! They got that late goal. Oh, look at that. So I actually picked two games correct. It was not, <laughs> it was not a good week for me. No, it was not. All right. Well, we're updated. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, um, Spurs coming back after, you know, several poor performances. Well, all right. So what, what I'm saying, so my friends who are Spurs fans who did watch this game, um, they were all, you know, it didn't look like Stoke were, were trying. And that's kind of what I gathered out of it, is that Stoke like, just didn't show up for this game. Oh, no. not at all. Not at all. And I, I, I 
realized right after I made the but I mean, right when kickoff happened on Saturday, I was like, this was dumb. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking when I made when I made the prediction that Stoke would actually win this game, I was thinking about how they actually had some good performances of late and Spurs have been terrible. I completely forgot that Spurs always maul Stoke. You know, they won 4-0, 4-0, and uh, 5-0 recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a bad job by me, I guess. But Stoke like, didn't even try. So I don't know if Spurs are back yet because, you know, if you play against a team that lies down, you should score five goals. Yeah, you shouldn't, but it, it's a good confidence boost for them as they go forward. So we'll we'll see. They got an upcoming game at home against Brighton, another winnable game. So we'll see how they do on Wednesday there. Uh, Spurs sitting in sixth place. We should say Arsenal, they're in fifth after, or they're still in fifth after getting a 1-1 draw on the road against Southampton. Late equalizer by Olivia Giroud. Yeah, I heard they actually stole the point. Stole the points. So. Yeah. Hurricane still more goals than Giroud. Um, so oh, oh, he still does? He, Giroud yeah, has not caught yep. up to him yet? Nope, not yet. Kane <laughs> with, yeah, Kane with two goals. Uh, he's sitting at 12 goals right now. And... Second in the scoring race, one goal behind Mohamed Salah. So Salah has nineteen goals this year in all competitions. Yeah, he's it's really not he's Christmas really good. Yet. He's really That's really good. Absurd. He's a good one. He is a good one. Uh, let's move over though to the Merseyside derby, which ended in a one-one draw. Um, we'll take a break already. No, we're not taking a break already. We're doing this, and then we'll take a break. So Salah gave Liverpool the lead in the 52nd minute and then on a penalty in the 77th minute, Wayne Rooney stole a point from Everton. Uh, This was an extremely one-sided game. Liverpool, I mean, they they looked, you know, speaking of trying, you know, Liverpool had 79% of the possession. Like saying Wayne Rooney stole a point for Everton... I don't even think that does justice. Like, this was like armed robbery. Yes. Uh, and maybe even some assault in there, too. It was... I, I've never... I mean, obviously, I, I think a lot of different things happened in this game that were interesting. When they yes. took Mo Salah off um, in like the 60-something minute, up 1-0 with a defense that is known to, you know, uh, you know, concede goals pretty frequently. Yes. So I did. I did text my my friend who is a big Liverpool fan. I did say I appreciate you taking Mo Salah off right now, so that there's a slight chance that Wayne Rooney may be able to steal a point from you guys, uh, which is exactly what happened. Yes. And it was, I w- a definitely questionable decision to take Mo Salah off 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 the pitch because he is by far like the most on fire player in the league right now he is the most informed player yes i would also say that it was a questionable decision to award everton the penalty the the penalty was extremely soft it was extremely extremely i've never seen i mean because obviously i i did the rooney thing when rooney did score and i've never seen my friend get so bad yeah i mean it it, it is i agree with klopp that it shouldn't be being given he was fuming afterwards. 
Uh, everybody should go and watch his interview with Sky Sports. He is. So, oh, that was that was an unbelievable. Yeah, he is so pissed. He tries to keep his composure, um, but yeah, he was he was furious, and you know he had the right to be furious. Liverpool, they were the only team now, trying in this one. Now, as as I and and the funny thing is, is Rooney, I believe, thinks it wasn't a penalty because Wayne Rooney tweeted out afterwards. He tweeted the picture of him celebrating the goal, and all he tweeted was the. Uh, mouth zipped shut emoji. Mm. So I think he knows that they got away with something. Here's what I will say about it. I, it is there a big, little, ro- sorry, is there a little robber emoji? He should have put that up. There might be. <laughs> the The penalty was extremely soft. Um, having said that, don't put both of your hands on the player and give the referee. We've said this before. Don't give the referee a reason to call a penalty. That is true. You know, like there, this was Dominic Calvert-Lewin felt two hands on him. He goes to the ground. So yes, should the ref have done better? Yes. Uh, was the penalty very soft? Yes. But there was no need to to put your hands there. Like this is a topic that we have that we have discussed on this show before. Don't give the ref the opportunity to call the penalty yeah but it's clear and i've you know i've read a little bit of you know on twitter after the game and it's so clear that all liverpool fans more or less are just fed up with the defense and want new center backs well yeah that's what my friend was he was yelling at me the entire time and i i responded back because i was just thinking of uh the scene in big daddy where Adam Sandler's like in Central Park with the rollerbladers, and or no, not he's just walking around when he when he gets when he with the the little kid and like he's saying things to people and people just keep yelling at him and he just keeps responding like you're not mad at me you're you're mad at your dad. Um, we'll pause for the sirens. That, yes. The daily. Um. So I was just, I that's what I fired back with. I was like you're not mad at me. I was like you're mad at your manager for thinking that he's been fine at center back and refusing to buy anybody. Like this is, but I mean this that's is the, what the, you get. <laughs> yeah, it is what you get. But do you feel like it's viable for them to go out and get something in January? Go out and get anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. Um... I mean, like, look, we we've, we've discussed this too. Like, there's a dearth of good center backs out there, but there are competent ones, or at the very least, just buy a few and see if they're more competent than than the Liverpool ones. Go into the Championship and find somebody. Yeah, they got to do something. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, it's time for the Manchester Derby. So stick around and we'll be right back. Okay, Manchester Derby time. City taking a 2-1 to win over United. Goals by David Silva and Nicolas Otamendi. Uh, Marcus Rashford score for United. And what's your overall take of this game, Paulie? Because I'm a little bit torn. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Yes, definitely. I definitely agree with that. But I feel like it was... I got so hopeful when Rashford scored the equalizer. So hopeful. Uh, I didn't. I thought that was a, more of a fluke because that 100% came off of a city... Oh, it came off error. of two, two city errors. Right, yeah. it was. That was just like, all right, Like if city are going to make errors like that, you have to punish them. And, and kudos to, to Marcus Rashford. He did. But... At no point in this game, except for the very end when Lukaku took a shot right off of Ederson's face. Yeah, and then Mata United, with the rebound. 
were united ever threatening and it, it this just comes down it, it I thought Jose Mourinho was terrible in this game and I thought it was a microcosm for the season of um you know he plays you know Anthony I think is so talented and he's so goddamn frustrating for some reason we can't play a ball ahead of Martial and that's not Mar- necessarily Martial's fault every time we every time we go on a counterattack we seem to play the ball behind Martial, and, he's, and, and he, like, slows down and stops and waits for everybody to get in front of him, where it's yeah. like, you are fast. Go take on defenders, because that's what you like to do anyway. Like, what, once once he lets everybody get in front of him, he then tries to take on the defenders. He also never, never realizes that, like, people are going to come after him from behind. So, mm-hmm. like, he looks at the defender ahead of him, and he thinks that's all I have to deal with, and then people come from behind and steal the ball from it. So yeah. He's a very frustrating player to watch. Yes. No, I think that you're totally right with that. And I mean, both Martial, Rashford, very speedy. Lingard got pretty good legs too. So if you're set up to play on the counter, you got to get those outlet passes just right. You can't play the ball behind the player. Exactly. It breaks up um, all the momentum. I mean, it really showed the lack of Paul Pogba because Ander Herrera was pretty good. Defensive. Well, he was actually really good defensively. Um, but then when he won the ball, his passing was as bad as it's been all year, and it's been horrific. Yes. So every time he won the ball, it was like, hey, great defending, Ander. And then he just gave it up, and it was like, all right, now you got to get set to do it again. Mm-hmm. So United, it, it, it was just very frustrating to watch this team playing a let's sit back and and let you come at us approach because it barely worked against Arsenal last week. And City are much better. Um, now, it worked better because City didn't get chances from super close range. But then the other problem is, there were two problems. The, the other problem is, Romelu Lukaku is not good. And he's useless against good teams, which we knew when we signed him. Um, and, you know, I spoke about this when we signed him. That he disappears in big games. He's he could be easily marked out of the game. We spent a lot of money on him. And then I got blinded by his lightning fast start against really crappy teams. He actually looked good. He's out there on an island. The other thing is, is that we have this player in Juan Mata who we just don't use. And it's criminal. And I think what really showed was every time you saw Martial and Rashford getting the ball deep, when, when we when we did get the ball down the field, or if or if Lukaku won the ball down the field. You know, there was really only one guy in the box and to aim at. And if if the ball took a deflection or something, there was nobody following. Then Juan Mata comes on the field. You get that chance by Lukaku. Juan Mata makes that pass out wide to the left, and Martial crosses it in the middle. Lukaku smashes it. Who's there for the rebound? Juan Mata, because the guy doesn't stop running. He's the only player on the team that makes these runs and tries to follow the ball and tries to be in the right place at the right time and tries to make things happen. And our response is, we don't use him. And it makes no sense to me. And there are just games where it's like, all right, if Lukaku's useless, just take him off the field. Play Rashford up top, bring Juan Mata on to play on the wing. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have so many talented players. Martial and Rashford are not true wingers. And yet Mourinho refuses to give them a chance to play as strikers, which might help 
maybe, maybe not. I, I'm not going to sit in and say I guarantee Rashford would be bagging all these chances, but he might. I think it would have definitely have a higher scoring tally than it does right now. Well, yeah, he doesn't score goals right now because he's playing out wide, but that's that's not the thing. Right now, the issue is that we're not getting goals from our striker, and I think he might be able to provide some, but you can't sit here and tell me, like, oh, what Mourinho did two months ago when he said we can't rest Lukaku right now because we don't have another striker. Like, we can't play Rashford centrally because he plays other positions. Okay, but you have other guys that can play those positions. You know, just... Just make a move. And what, what bothers me the most is that you have so many expensive stars. Lukaku, uh, Zlatan, Martial, Mata. All of these guys. They're so expensive. And somehow none of them work without Paul Pogba. I mean, he is one of those dynamic, dynam, you know, dynamo players that make a lot of players around him better. Yes, but you should still be... But these players, when they were bought... By United, when United splashed out all the cash on them, they had never played a game with Paul Pogba in their lives. True. In their lives at that point. It, 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 it just, it boggles my mind. I thought, I didn't even think City were that good in this game. I just, United were awful. They were really bad. Tactically, it was just, I don't understand why you would do that against this Manchester City side. But I guess that explains why Jose Mourinho never beats Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Yeah, so City, they move 11 points clear at oh, the top. congrats to City for winning the title. Yep. Congrats. So they're sitting uh, at 40. Gary Neville, Gary Neville tweeted before the game that City have won five trophies in the last 41 years. They've all come since 2011. And since 2011, United have also won five trophies. So the dark period isn't as dark as we think it is. Congrats to City. They win the league again because uh, 11 points clear. Even if they lose their next three games, they will still be top of the table at Christmas. So, therefore, they win the league. Yeah. I mean, they still haven't lost a the game. They're 15 wins, one, yeah, they might one actually, draw. They might actually get 100 points this year. Yeah. They are scary, scary good. And even when they're not playing well, like you said, because they, now they have four 2-1 wins in a row in the league. Yeah, and I mean, they benefited from actually Young keeping um, David Silva onside, probably, mm-hmm. and then Romelu Lukaku just being continuously awful at set-piece defending. Yeah, why are they so bad at set-piece defending? It's not they. It's just one guy. Ugh. It's one guy who continues to not score goals, and he's a hazard defensively. Yeah. I, I mean, at that point, I was I was sitting there going, we should bring Zlatan on, because Zlatan is good at set-piece defending. The problem is he's not good at fitting into the rest of the team in the way we want to play. But at the same time, right now, Lukaku is not looking very good. And so I don't think it would look worse playing Mr. Ibrahimovic. Zlatan, well, here's the thing. Zlatan's clearly not fit yet. No. He's no. clearly he... still hurt. And it's and like at a certain point, it's like you're not going to – you're down by a goal. You're not going to bring him on until there's 14 minutes left. All right. So clearly he's hurt. Like why are you wasting a bench spot on him? Yeah. Just to say that he's there? Well, he's not. I don't think he's... I don't think anyone's intimidated about Zlatan Ibrahimovic being on the bench. I don't think he's hurt, but he's definitely not 100%. I think... I, well, yeah, but I, I don't think he's really ready to play, and it's more just like he's there for PR reasons. It yeah. Like. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Well, we have midweek matches coming up here, so we're going to head over to our scoring predictions, heading into match day 17... 
Polly, you're still in the lead. It's getting narrower though. You have 126. Oh, I gotta stop messing around. Yeah, you got 126. I'm at 121, and Elliot is uh, 97. He's yet to it break looked, the hundred mark. It looked bad. It looked really bad coming into this game because I did not realize I got the Leicester pick right. So I thought coming into the Manchester Derby, I had yet to score a point this week. <laughs> yep, but you had one at least. So there well, we I go. got the result correct. So yes, that really helped. That did help. That did help. Okay, so match week 17. First, we have three games on Tuesday: Burnley against Stoke. I'm going 2 nothing Burnley in this one. That game is on NBC Sports Gold. And I'm going 1-0 Burnley, but it's going to be a draw. And then we also have Crystal Palace and Watford, also on NBC Sports Gold. Watford, give me Watford 2-1. 2-0 to Watford, but also a game that I think will be a draw. And then we got Huddersfield at home to Chelsea. They got to bounce back here. So I'm giving Chelsea a 2 nothing win. I'm giving them 1-0. And then Wednesday, we have Newcastle against Everton. That's I'll go with a draw here. 1-1. One, one. That was my pick. Well, you can't lose points uh, if you pick the same as me. That's true. It's true. So far, yep. so far, so good. Yep. Then we got Southampton at home to Leicester. Give me Leicester 2-1. Uh, also a 1-1. And then Swansea against Manchester City at the Liberty Stadium. I mean, at this point, you should just go 2-1 City, right? <laughs> Make it five in a row. But I'll give them 3 nothing. I'm going to go 4-0. Hmm? Then, then you got to find the game that the random game is going to have six goals. Yeah, which one is going to be? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Liverpool against West Brom. That might have some goals. I think Liverpool are going to. Yeah, they're going to thump them. Five, five, one. That's my sixth goal game, right there. Uh, the thought of Mo. Well, yeah, he rested most. I'm going to go four nil. Okay. Yeah, they thought of most Salah running wild over there. And then Manchester United at home to Bournemouth. I'm going 2 nothing Manchester United. Still in my picks again. That's good. Jeez, yeah. I'm really just, I'm doing everything the same way that you are. Yeah, that's... I just got to get scoring predictions right here on the ones that we don't have the same. Uh, Spurs at home to Brighton. That's a 3 nothing win for Spurs. I'm going to go four. And then... Because <laughs> you're yeah, really stealing yeah. all my picks. And then lastly... Actually, I'm going to... Uh, no, Brian aren't going to score. Nah, give me 4-1. Okay. And then are you predicting six goals in the London derby between West Ham and Arsenal then? No, I'll go 3-1 to Arsenal. Mm, I'll take the under, 2-1. So there you have it, guys. That's the midweek predictions from us. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norn. Paul is P. Questel. Elliot is Keats Was Better. He should hopefully be with us next episode. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.
wonder how on earth did that happen?